Right, welcome back to the podcast. So in today's episode, I'm going to give you the five steps to financial freedom. And it's the the steps that I'm following, um, albeit that I have done this slightly different where I had started investing as well as paying off debt. But if the, the quicker you can pay off the debt and, and the more aggressive you can be with it, um, the more money you have to invest anyway. So I will give you the five C's that I've I've sort of found. You know, like you read many books and many different financial education uh, literature, whatever it might be, and there's so many different methods of building wealth. And one of the most common ones you see is save 10% of your income, which is all well and good, but if you was to save 10% of your income, uh, it would take you 10 years just to accumulate um, one year's worth of income. So it's kind of, a lot of the strategies are incomplete, but the, the way I've, I see it is if you amalgam, amalgamate, amalgamate? Yeah, whatever. You know the word I mean. If you just put lots of different strategies together and find out what works for you, then you will. Um, there's, there's no way you can fail. So the first one I find uh, in the five C's to financial freedom is cash cushion, and this is quite this is a crucial part because if you just solely go and concentrate paying off debt. And as soon as you get paid every month, you hammer in half of your salary into paying debt. By the end of the month, you're just taking out what you put back, put it onto the debt because you've left yourself short. So by having a cash cushion, you can cover your expenses or cover your emergencies if something was to arise. And yes, an emergency fund um, ideally you would like to have around three to six months but to begin with I, I, I'm going to stick with what the what Dave Ramsey says and stick with the the thousand pound emergency fund just to get you started once you've got that thousand pound it alleviates quite a bit of the quite a bit of stress and your animal mind and you can concentrate on on paying off your debts and if something does crop up like uh, something goes wrong with the car or you need a new washing machine dryer whatever it might be generally a thousand pound should cover that emergency but what I will say is if you have to dip into that thousand pounds then stop the snowball or stop put the pay in the debt and build that emergency fund back up because you don't want the same thing happening a few months down the line or whenever it might be um, and that way you get to sort of top it back up and you're not going to get caught short you're not going to get caught out so yeah the first one cash cushion the second one is commitments and I say this with your debts so try and work well you need to work out how much debts you have how much if you don't know how much you owe or what the outstanding balance is that's the first thing you need to go and do you need to go and work out how much you owe your outstanding balance 
and work out a plan of getting them paid off. And so I talk, when I talk to people about how I've paid off um, so much debt, uh, my plans are uh, obviously being debt free within the next two years and I'm well on track for that so all is good. But one of the things is I hear all the time is, well I don't have any extra money. Um, and I've said it time and time again, if you went through all your expenses and cut things that you really didn't need, your unused memberships that you've probably not used for months or that you've forgotten that's even going out, like subscriptions or um, your food bill, I'm, I'm, I can guarantee you can cut your food bill down. We Our food bill before we budgeted or went through any of our finances was like £600 a month. Uh, for two of us, so we cut that down to, and we 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 allow ourselves three hundred and eighty now, um, and yeah, that works works fine for us. So we're a family of three, four now. Although the fourth one don't really count at the moment because she's not really doesn't eat any food, only boob. But it's it's amazing how much you can cut just by going through your banking and tracking your expenses. What where where is your money going out? Uh, another one is going through, going through all your drawers and your, your like your garage or your um, your cupboards, finding stuff that you haven't used for ages and is simply just sitting there gathering dust. And what you find is you might find you might think it's a load of crap, but someone else might be might have been looking for that for for months. Um, I had a just for an example, very basic scanner aerial, so it's a, like a radio aerial, pull it up online for 15 quid and it literally went in minutes. So what you might, what you might find uh, is a load of crap someone else really, really wants. And all that money that you gather by selling the stuff or the crap that you don't want, uh, you can put on paying off your first debt, and once that first first debt's paid off, that's the snowball underway then, because you can then divert that money onto the onto the next debt. Or if you want to just use the avalanche method, where you're concentrating on the highest interest first, you can just throw whatever money you get at that debt. Um, so it's whatever whatever fits for you. So. That's the second one, commitments. So the third one is costs. So find out where, as I said before, find out where your expenses are going, how, where, where is your money going every month, and see where you can cut back. That way you can divert the money onto other things. Um, and the lower your outcut, the, the lower your outgoings are, the the less of a cash buffer that you need to save. So once you've had your emergency fund of three to six months, uh, one month, or a th start that again. Once you've had your emergency fund of a thousand pounds and you've paid off your debt, um, you want to have your three to six months living expenses, which the the lower your expenses are, the, the, the less you need to save. So that was the third one was costs. The fourth one, as I just mentioned, is the cash. So once you've paid off your debts and you 
have cut your expenses as much as you can. That's when you look to build your three to six months cash, uh, cash buffer. And by having your three to six months, that really does do wonders for your animal brain. If, if you were to lose your job or if you were to get ill, you know that you've got at least three to six months of finances covered. And it's it's one of them things that you don't think like it, it would do a lot, but it really does pay massive, massive dividends to your mental well-being. Not just knowing that you've got that there just in case anything does happen. So that's the uh, that's the cash. So the fourth one is what was that the fourth one? The last one is contributions. So once you've got your three to six months, that's when to look at investing into a low cost index fund. But it's kind of discretionary. If you want to invest while paying off debts, uh, you, there's nothing nothing to say that you can't. But obviously, the, the more money you can put into paying off debts, the better, because compound interest works both ways. So you might think, well, if I invest now, it's I'm gonna it's gonna be worth X amount in so many years, but if you're just paying the minimum repayment on your on your debts um, you might see that you're going to take a hell of a lot longer to pay it all off so the more you can pay off on your debts the better because yeah compound in compound interest works both ways so yeah that's that is the five c's i think i covered them all so cash cushion um costs what was the other one? Cash cushion costs, commitments, um, contributions, and cash. Not in any kind of order that, as I just reeled them off, but that is the five C's. And I hope that it helps you reach your goal of financial freedom. Because for me, it's been it's been a it's been a good journey so far. Still a long way off, but the goal is in sight. Um, I know what I want, and it's uh, it's just about being disciplined to go after it. So it's just it's hard work, but it's going to be worth it. Just uh, going back to the investing in the low cost index fund. There's what I picked up from Jason Greystone is the you start off with your investing into a low cost index fund that's like your passive investing and if you if that's all you want to do then then that's fine and then the idea is to move on to um stock picking so passive investing tends to re return between sort of seven and ten percent per year stock picking can range between sort of 15 and 20 percent. that's what you'd be looking at and then the next one is the speculation of trading which you would look to be returning 25 percent plus but obviously the stock picking and the trading takes a hell of a lot more skill than the passive investing but it's if you got to get to a point in your in your sort of journey where you've created a business or you created an asset digital products whatever it might be 
and you're free you're free up more free of time you've got time to do things that you wouldn't have been able to do if you was actively working then there's nothing stopping you from learning to stock pick and trade to look to increase your wealth even more but then it goes into building a solid foundation so obviously you want your, you've got your passive investing um, but if you build an upside down triangle it, it, it's just going to topple over so you don't want to put too much into stock picking or too much into trading um, the bulk of it will be going into passive investing and if you think of your money as in pots um, so once you've got your three to six months living expenses your that pot is full and the money you contribute into that overflows into um, into your passive investing so once that once your three to six months expenses pot is full that overflows into your passive investing um, once that is then f f once your passive investments are filled up again with your three to three to six months living expenses you can then start looking at sort of stock picking and moving moving it up the up the ladder as such but you don't want to be too heavy on the stock picking and the trading otherwise your pyramid will topple over and yeah that's that's when it comes to uh, when you read on things like the intelligent investor it talks about rebalancing your portfolio not being too heavy on one asset class um, but it gets very very sort of in-depth and for most people or the average investor it's kind of over your head it was over my head to begin with i'm starting to get my head around asset allocation asset allocation and rebalancing um but it all depends how much you want to read into it and how much time and effort you want to put into it most a lot of people are quite happy just paying into a low cost index fund and again there's nothing wrong with that but for me i'm i want to be as aggressive as i can with my wealth building um so i will be looking at getting into trading more and more as my time frees up um there's nothing stopping me doing it now but i want to be able to put 100% attention into into it rather than just trying sitting down doing a bit here a bit in there I want a an actual routine so I'll have a set time where I sit and trade set time where I'm looking at the charts etc but again I've got my main my main thing at the moment is purely concentrating on content and um, building uh, other income streams on the side so like side hustles so once I've done that I can then move on to other things okay hopefully you've taken something from this episode if you have drop me a DM on Instagram because it would be be great to sort of see who's listening I see I've got a regular audience now um, but it's it's uh it'd be interesting to see who 
who you guys are. So yeah, drop me a message on Instagram to say hello. Uh, share the podcast if you find any if you if you found any value in it so far. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated. And hopefully you enjoy the rest of your week and have a good weekend.